Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply chasing money the struggle is guaranteed the success is not i thought that my primary driver was getting wealthy and i realize now that it's not and my primary driver is fulfillment and chasing money does not fulfill me i think that everything in life comes down to what your own value system is so what's your identity what are your beliefs what are your values what are your habits what are your routines if you just gave me a sheet that told me what those were about somebody i would tell you what the outcome of their life is going to be when i was growing up, part of the reason I wanted to get rich was I looked at those people with admiration and I did not look at myself with admiration. Mm -hmm. So I thought, oh, well, if I can get wealthy, then I will look at myself with admiration. This would be amazing. And then when I got the money, by then I had changed myself fundamentally as a person and I had earned so much self-respect and so much self-worth that by the time I got the money, I didn't, I wasn't looking for anything from the money other than it is the great facilitator. It will let you do extraordinary things, but it won't make you an extraordinary person. It won't make you feel any differently about yourself. And because the money came literally like that, because we had paper wealth, so I was a worth hundreds of millions of dollars on paper. But I just cannot stress enough, that's meaningless in your real life. I uh -huh. was driving, you know, at one point, a beat up Ford Focus. My wife and I had to share, it had a leaky exhaust. And yet I'm worth, at that point, I was worth tens of millions of dollars. But there were employees that were living far better lives than I was from a financial standpoint. So that's paper money. Now, bank account money came in an instant. And so it was about, I don't know, six years into our journey. and we um, decided to take a small investment to diversify so it was a pure founder liquidity moment. And because the valuation of the company was over a billion dollars, you can imagine even at a small percentage, just the raw number of dollars is insanity. Uh -huh. So all of a sudden I was fantastically wealthy. It is so, in fact, this, this was how that day went. So everyone I said earlier, you beliefs, values, identity, habits, routines, right? These are the things that make people up. And I just have a value system that says, it's not about the money. It's about building something you believe in. It's about serving other people. It's about work ethic. It's about showing up and working. And I value myself for that. So on the day that the money hit, it hit at like, I don't know, 8 a.m. in the morning or something. And my wife, we're both in the gym. And she's like, what are we gonna do today? And I was like, what do you mean? I'm going to work. And she like couldn't wrap her head around that. Uh -huh. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're gonna go to the Lamborghini dealer? Yeah, she's like, come on, we've gotta like go do something. We've uh -huh. gotta celebrate. And I'm like, there's no universe in which I don't show up for work today. None, under no circumstances. So if you were to ask my employees, when did the money hit? They all would be like, I have no idea. They knew that it did hit, but they didn't know what day because I acted completely the same. And the thing that I want people to understand is I feel the same. So all of the like things that I believe about myself to be good, I still believe to be good. I earned them. I earned them by doing the hard thing time and time and time and time again. 
I think that everything in life comes down to what your own value system is. So what's your identity? What are your beliefs? What are your values? What are your habits? What are your routines? When you figure those out, that like if you just gave me a sheet that told me what those were about somebody, I would tell you what the outcome of their life is going to be. And for me, implementation, being willing to face the fears, the anxieties, the unknown, um, the need to stare at my inadequacy so I can figure out what skills I actually need in order to go and do something. Because implementation is really a question of skill set. That's why motivation ultimately is going to let you down. It's like you may be motivated to go do something, but let me walk you through exactly what will happen. You're motivated to try this thing, which you don't know how to do, and you suck at it. And so you go do that thing, you suck. It hurts your ego because your ego is tied up in being right, being good, being talented, worthy, all those like permanent um, set states that people don't realize are malleable. And so they get stuck in that. It damages their self-esteem. So they want to run in the opposite direction. Psychological immune system kicks in, reminds them that that was stupid anyway. Why were they worried about even trying that? And so they back off. And any one time doing that's not a big deal. It's just that people do that over and over and over and over and over. What do you have to do to counteract that? And the thing you have to do is emotionally reward yourself for being willing to take the steps. So, okay, I know I'm going to do this. I'm going to suck at it. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt my self-esteem. And so what do I need to do to make sure that I don't trip up over that in a way that makes me turn and run in the opposite direction? Number one, stop valuing myself for being good at something and start valuing myself for being willing to learn. So when I see something that I want to accomplish, then I know that I'm going to have the fortitude and the stamina to see that through because it taps into my identity of the learner and my value system of this is important and should be done. So then I just keep going down. So I hit the, the wall of my inadequacy and I don't meet that with stopping. I meet that with cool. Now I know what I have to get better at. I'm now aware of what the skill set is. And so now that I know what skill set I need to develop and I believe that it can be developed, then I just put the work into developing the skill. So when it came to do I buy an island and retire or do I double down, it came down to what will make me love my life the most. And the reality is the thing that would make me love my life the most, because it would still be fun to just go home and be with my wife. But the thing that will make me love my life the most is to do the things that are fulfilling. And I think fulfillment has a very specific universal formula. And that formula is work your ass off to get very good at something that you care deeply about that allows you to serve not only yourself, but other people. What do I want to do? What do I want to give? What do I want to create? When you look at skills from that perspective, it, it is like being a superhero. It is being a superhero. You're going to collect these abilities. These abilities actually let you do something. The fact that Superman can fly allows him to save people, allows him to do things other people can't do. We all have this opportunity to become capable of the extraordinary, to be able to do things other people can't do. And that feels so good. They say, a fool never learns, a smart man learns from his mistakes, and a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. Far too often I've been a fool and have repeated mistakes over and over and over. Uh, but I really do try to be smart. I'm not usually as wise as I would like to be and just find that I, um, I learn things the hard way, but I really do learn them. So pain for me is a tremendous instructor, maybe because I hate it so much and just want to move away from it. But thankfully I don't run from it. I figure out what I did that made me feel the pain, whether it's what I value myself for or whether it's just, Hey, bad skill set, you need to address it and then actually addressing it. So in the time where I was chasing money, first three years gave to me. And then the next three years chipped away at my, 
my ability to enjoy my life. At the end of that, I had spent about three and a half years being profoundly unhappy, profoundly, where it's like it was hurting my marriage. My wife would want to talk about work and I wouldn't want to talk about it. I would get this like sense of dread as I approached the office. It was just gnarly, man. And it was in that period that I developed really crushing anxiety because A, I was always in over my head because I didn't know anything about business and it was just really hard to learn. Uh, I was in a very intense um, environment where it was just like you'd hear things like only an idiot would do that like all day, every day. And so you're like, oh my God, this is exhausting. And so you put that all together and I'm doing all of that for a product I don't believe in. I'm not building community. I'm not connected to people like community, all that stuff. None of it existed. So I was just like, I am so unhappy. And somebody wrote an article. Unfortunately, I only read the headline, but I, I so know the feeling that it resonated and it was the joy of quitting. And there's that moment when you first quit and it's like the lift, the burden lifted off you is so profound because that, that particular frame of reference is just in an instant, it's gone. And that's amazing. And that's what I was thinking about when I went in and quit. I was like, I just need the change of circumstance badly. And so my solution was going to be to go do the only thing that ever made me feel awesome. And that is creating film. So, and I didn't have the finances to make like actual films, but I could write them, which is essentially just your time. And I remember there was a time before I quit where I had directed a feature film. And I direct this feature film over a few weekends, and then I edit it myself nights and weekends. And I was so excited to do that, that I was sleeping between 45 minutes and two hours a night without setting an alarm for like 10 days. And I thought, this is inhuman. How's it possible I'm waking up with this little sleep? And it was because I was so excited. I wanted to like get this film done and show it to everybody. And the actual act of cutting it together, which for anybody who messes with film here off camera, they know it is so fun. When you see it like come together and you're creating this moment, you feel something and you give yourself the chills. It's like that for me makes me feel alive. I was like, I want to feel like that all the time. So that was all I knew. I was no smarter than that. I just knew feeling dead inside, hating my life, hating my job, was so miserable. I'd rather be poor doing something that I loved than rich doing something that I hated.